Hi there and a very warm welcome as every Friday to Bergos Now. My name is Aurelia Rauch and our guest today is Günther Jäger. Hi Günther. Hi Aurelia and thanks for, for letting me talking about AI the, the second time. Yeah, you're already mentioning what this is about, Günther. It's, I'm super thrilled that you're back because this is a topic that I feel, I don't know how, how, how you, dear listeners, feel, but I, I have this sort of presence of artificial intelligence in my life at the moment in conversation with friends, with colleagues, professionally, almost every second podcast I seem to listen to somehow talks about this. Uh, apart from, of course, all the very troubling geopolitical uh, topics that surround us. But that seems to be artificial intelligence seems to be really the topic of the year. And Günther, you were with me already. We, we had a chat about artificial intelligence and its use in asset management before. Uh, we want to deepen this conversation because I think it sort of pays tribute to the importance of the topic in the time in our, in our field. So maybe a useful way to get into this for today is, is <laughs> a very simple question. Do you second my impression? Do you think, too, this is just such a topic of the year? Or is it is there so much new or are we just talking about it more? Uh, I think you, you, you're absolutely right with your, with your observation that we are more and more talking about AI. And I think we, when it comes to public awareness, we, we even reach level, which I think we, we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And I think you're also right when it comes to, to progress, in specific when it comes to the progress in, in the field of uh, generative AI. And due to, to smart tools like, like ChatGPT or, or Google Spart, just to, to name a few, I think everyone can see the benefits of AI and also can actively use AI to solve some repetitive tasks for, for more efficiency. And I mean, some are already saying it, it could be kind of the, the iPhone moment for, for AI. And on the other hand side, I think it's also worth to mention that we, we only see the result these days. And I think it's, it's clear that, the, that it was a continuous process and the development of those tools has taken a couple of years. Günther, well, you've been in touch with this and you've been sort of dealing with this for a very long time, probably longer than most of us who've, you know, kind of hopped, hopped on the hype, if you will, this year. I'm one of them. Um, can we talk about the novelties? What really has changed? What are the big developments in the field of the recent time? It seems to be a very fast progressing field. I guess that's just sort of in the nature of the beast because it's also self-generative, right? But what are the big steps that we can that we can see and where is it headed? Maybe that's another good question. I mean, the, when it comes to, to the space or to the, to the pace of the, the progress, I think one general observation is clearly that the pace of innovation in, in general is accelerating. And yeah. I think the, the rate of progress today is much faster than that of yesterday. And it will be even faster in the future compared to uh, today. But when it, it specifically comes to, to AI, I think it's going to be a continuous evolution, which is going to be faster and faster. And, and like I said before, comparable to, to the iPhone. I think we, we're going to see more and more 
smart AI tools. Like we have seen when it comes to iPhone. I mean, first it was just the iPhone and the view of of apps. And these days it's hundred thousands of yeah. of apps. I think the next step gonna be that we we see kind of same evolution when it, when it comes to generative AI and. I think the the pace there is is amazing. For example, I I gave a speech at at a conference in Germany about two months ago on the on the topic of reading, listening, and understanding, and that's pretty much what it is when it comes about generative AI. And and I presented some use cases utilizing Ask Your PDF or Browse OP, and just two months later and. It's really just two months later, new versions have been released. There, there are new options have become available, and and also the latest version of ChatGPT and, I, and I'm a, I'm a pro user has integrated some of these functionalities like browsing in 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 the web. So I think it's it's difficult to say what's going to be the next big thing because probably they're, they're going to be non really big. Thing, but I think it, it, it's going to be a continuous process, and I think we we got to be more and more also used to use tools on on an everyday basis. I feel like you're really touching on something so interesting there. That moment of big novelty, the the newness of a technology that is completely reframing. And then you compare it to the iPhone very aptly. And then on the other hand, just the very steep development within that technology then, right? Where we're, we're sort of on this journey. I, I love that. I love that idea. And I think it's a very helpful picture for for, uh, for me personally. I hope for others too, because I think we're, we're always like hunting for the next thing in terms of this moment of newness. But the really big steps happen within the technologies that we're presented with. Um maybe we can pivot a little bit. What I would really like to touch on quickly is the question of kind of given the pace of it all, the question of regulating that. Um, let's go even further back before the iPhone when the internet first started. The internet was sort of the wild west. <laughs> everything was possible. Everything was okay. And, you know, every there was there was really very little structure in a legal sense. And I'm talking really early days. But, I sometimes feel like this might also be happening at the moment and the discussions about ethics and right or wrong when it comes to use of AI and I'm not talking ChatGPT and if you use it for your college essay, that's not my point. My point goes a bit further, right? Like there's, there's se several um, AIs that are, that are, yeah, that are being using, that have been uh, used in a, in a way that might be a little bit questionable. And rather recently, there was one effort coming from the US, the US pre President um, Joe Biden, he issued an executive order that limits certain aspects of it. Not to talk about that specific one too much, but just generally when we're talking about regulations, or if you want to talk about that specific one, go for it. But I'm interested to see, <laughs> I'm interested to know about uh, how's the reaction on a more maybe political regulatory scale. Yeah, I mean, that's that's absolutely a a paramount question you, you're raising. And I have to, to say that I'm neither a lawyer nor an expert on, on the topic of regulation. But yeah, sure. I think it, it's fair to say that that everything that governments are currently undertaking, be it in, in Europe, China or in the US, revolves around one theme and it's 
about technological progress and responsibility. Or to, mm -hmm. to say it in, in another words, it's all about the question, should we what we can? And, and if so, under what conditions or within which legal framework should we, should we do it? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to, to presidents or President Biden's executive order, which I believe was the, the, the first of its kind when, when it comes yeah. to, to AI, it's pretty much focusing on promoting the safe, secure, and let's say ethical use of AI. And, and some of the examples of the, of the eight outlined principles are covering, for example, safety and security in AI, and it also covers the protection of, of privacy. So really important uh, topics and, and questions. But it's also clear that, simply speaking, that the US want to make sure that it keeps its technological leadership. So I think, once again, it's got to be a kind of fight against, against China. As always, it's, it seems the big enemy is, is China, not Europe, unfortunately, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> but it, it's also worth to note that the executive order, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's not uh, a law, right? It, it's more guideline, it's more a regulatory framework because of its non-binding nature. It's a hugely interesting uh, question, I think. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure you said it's the first, this particular executive order is the first of its kind, or the first effort in that direction in, on such a level. I'm really interested to see what, what's going to be ahead of us. Um, Gunther, again, a sharp pivot, <laughs> but a useful one. Um, well, next week, I'm super excited about it. Next week uh, is going to be a special week for all of us. It, you're hosting a conference and I'm moderating. First of all, thanks for that. I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, I, yeah, I, I really want to talk to you a little bit also about this, this conference real quick because it's, it's getting a lot of attention and I'm, I know it's going to add some very interesting and important perspectives to the conversation and you've gathered a really impressive crowd of speakers um, Yeah, exa again, excited to be a, a part of it. And, and thank you again for inviting me to do that. But I want to talk a little bit too about uh, what, you're, what you're planning to do there. And also, you know, if some of our listeners might be now, you know, lifting up a little bit and listening a little bit sharper, uh, I think you can still come if it's still possible, right? Tell us about that. So, I mean, first I have to say, when obviously we are an asset manager, so it's it's not our daily bread and butter, so to speak, to, to organize conferences, but it's, it's <laughs> part of our, our internal AI think tank. And in its specific, it's, it's part of one of our objective means that we want to expedite kind of knowledge transfer uh, in the industry. And it's also, for us, it's great because it, it's, it's going to be the first event together with the University of Liechtenstein. And I'm quite proud of that. And it's also going to be the first event in, in Liechtenstein. And as you know, we are based in Liechtenstein. And yeah. also, I think it, it's, it's a great, great lineup of speakers because everyone going to bring unique insights in, into the role of AI in finance. So, for example, we have uh, Dr. Simon Weinberg from BlackRock. And I guess everyone knows BlackRock because it's obviously it's one of the largest asset managers globally. Yeah. But we also have... Uh, Michael Günther, who is 
managing an AI strategy at, at Tungsten Capital. We have Dr. Hendrik Leo, founder of Akati. So both, I would say, are AI pioneers in, in Germany. And I mean, my roots going, going back to LGT. So I'm also happy that Matthias Feller from LGT Capital Partners gonna attend and, and, and speak. And last but not least, of course, it's, it's really a pleasure from our side as well to have you moderating the, the event, Aurelia. And to, to come to your, your question, yes, I mean, it's important to say that there are no costs evolved or involved, so it's, it's free. We still have some, some spots free. So everyone who wanna, who wanna join, just simply register. We are happy to welcome you. There's only one uh, remark I have to, to say, the conference is going to be in German, so it's not going to be in English, it's going to be in German. But everyone who want to join us, I'm more than happy to, to, to welcome you. And for those who, you know, would prefer an English version, you and I have promised each other that we'll get together in a podcast format too. And, and after we had some time to think about the outcome of the, and, and you know, sort of everything that was discussed and said there to do another podcast to kind of summarize what our uh, takeaways were. And we will surely do that one in English. So there's something uh, to look forward to as a, sort of a summary and brief of the status quo of AI and asset management. I think it's, it's super interesting. Günther, thank you. Did I neglect to ask anything that you want to share, or is this? I think. I mean, is this I, it? I think you you raised quite important questions. So probably just one one remark, which I think is an important. I mean, we we talked about the the huge progress, especially when it comes to generative AI. I think it's it's important to note and to clarify that all the tools which are currently publicly available, so to speak, there are just in the stage of artificial narrow intelligence. So some people are saying well, we are already in, 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 the, in the age of artificial general intelligence. We are clearly not. And although we, we, are, we are making some minor steady steps towards, as I said, we are still in the stage of artificial narrow intelligence where AI models could solve problems on specific tasks like like we human uh, are able to, so I think that's that's the only remark I want to I want to make at that stage. I mean, obviously we, we could talk about hours on that topic, but as you said, uh, we we certainly gonna gonna have another another talk on that. Wonderful, Gunda. Thank you so much. As always, that was insightful and. A very lighthearted, lovely conversation about a super important topic. That's my favorite combination in, in this podcast format. So thank you very much for adding such great layers to it. Thank you. Thank you, Aurelia. It's always a pleasure being here. Bye-bye. Bye, Gunther. Bye. We're, we're, uh, today we're actually not together in one room. So I'm like, I'm waving at a, at a screen. <laughs> Don't sign off quite yet. But we thank you as always very, very much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Maybe we'll see you on Tuesday in Liechtenstein for the conference. If not, we'll maybe well, you're back next Friday when we're here again with more from Bergos now. Until then, bye bye.